From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the South Korea-U.S. Joint Springtime Military Exercise will resume for the first time in five years to counter North Korea's nuclear threats. Main opposition Democratic Party Chair Lee Jae-myung denies the allegations of false statements as the court held the first hearing in the case. And South Korea is set to begin discussions on lifting the last remaining quarantine measures amid a slowdown in COVID-19 infections. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Tom McCarthy. For the first time in five years, South Korea and the U.S. are reviving their massive springtime military exercises amid heightening nuclear threats from North Korea. The restoration of full-scale combined field maneuvers reverses a downscaling that occurred from 2018 under the Moon Jae-in administration amid a reconciliatory mood on the Korean Peninsula. Kim Bum-soo has more. In a joint briefing on Friday, the militaries of South Korea and the U.S. announced their plans to conduct the Freedom Shield command post exercises from March 13th to the 23rd, as well as over 20 field training drills. Freedom Shield is designed to strengthen the defense and response capabilities of the alliance by focusing within the exercise scenario on things such as a change in security environment, North Korea's aggression and lessons learned from recent wars and conflicts. During the exercise period, we will also conduct a number of large-scale combined field training exercises that have returned to the scale of full eagle. One of those exercises will include a combined amphibious drill that will be conducted to improve combined operation execution capabilities. The four legal exercise was suspended in 2019 as the previous Moon Jae-in administration in Seoul sought to reduce military tensions with the North, which had strongly objected to the participation of U.S. aircraft carriers and nuclear-powered submarines in previous drills. The sideline maneuvers later this month will include the teak knife exercise, a surgical strike drill involving commandos and precision-guided assets. The announcement came in the face of warnings from Pyongyang that Seoul and Washington would face unprecedentedly strong military actions should they press ahead with their combined drills. Defense authorities here have said that the Freedom Shield will be based on realistic scenarios involving the North high-intensity nuclear threats. Asked about how the Allied forces will respond to the North possible counteraction against the drills, the South Korean JCS spokesman Colonel Lee Sung-jun said the North will be met by the, quote, overwhelming capabilities of the alliance. Kim Bumsu, KBS World Radio News. The military has formalized an operational concept on the destruction of North Korean nuclear weapons and missiles before they are launched. The defense ministry said on Friday that President Yoon Suk-yeol has approved the concept as part of the Basic Plan on Defense Innovation 4.0, which will replace the Reform Plan 2.0 of 2019 to serve as the standard for devising other defense plans, such as joint military strategies. The latest addition includes the development of a kill web capable of disturbing or destroying nuclear weapons and missiles fired by North Korea when presented with clear signs of a launch as part of Seoul's right to self-defense. 
The military will also deploy unmanned combat systems, incorporating artificial intelligence on the front lines to carry out patrol missions at guard posts. A North Korean diplomat has said the North will never give up its nuclear deterrence and its journey toward nuclear armament will continue. Ju Yongchol, a counselor at the North's permanent mission to the UN office in Geneva, Switzerland, made the remarks on Thursday during a session of the UN-sponsored conference on disarmament. Ju said that his country will not respond to any negotiations that ask the North to denuclearize first. He said that the North's measures to enhance its defense power are a legitimate exercise of its right to self-defense, claiming that there is no provision in the UN Charter classifying ballistic missile launches as a threat to international peace and security. Maine opposition Democratic Party Chair E.J. Myung has flatly denied the allegations that he made false statements during his presidential campaign in 2021 while appearing in court on Friday. In the opening hearing of the trial at Seoul Central District Court, E's defense team said that his assertion that he did not know Kim Moon-gi, a deceased ex-official of the Songnam municipal developer involved in a massive land development scandal, does not constitute a false statement. Contending that the degree to which someone knows another cannot be based solely on the number of encounters, the defense team argued that the standard for knowing someone is relative. The charges against the DP chief stem from a televised interview on December 22, 2021, in which E denied being acquainted with Kim, the former head of Songnam Development Corporation's project development team, during his term as Songnam mayor. Kim was found dead the day before the interview, as an investigation into his alleged involvement in the Daejeongdong scandal was ongoing. Health authorities will begin discussions on the last remaining quarantine measures amid a slowdown in the latest wave of COVID-19 infections. Health and Welfare Minister Cho Gyu-hong announced the plan on Friday during a government meeting, saying that the government has taken steps toward a return to normalcy in consideration of the virus situation and the country's medical capacity. COVID-19 is currently classified as a level 2 disease, and mask wearing is still mandatory for some indoor locations, including public transportation and hospitals. While lifting the mask mandate for most indoor locations in late January, the government said the mandate will be fully lifted if the alert level for COVID-19 is lowered from the current highest red to orange or yellow, or the virus is downgraded to the lowest level in the infectious control system. South Korea and China will expand the number of direct flights to pre-COVID-19 levels. The transport ministry said on Friday that it reached an agreement with the Chinese government on the flight expansion that will see the airlines of the two countries offer 608 direct flights per week in line with transportation rights under their air transport accord. Under the agreement, airlines will expand the number of weekly flights to more than 200 by the end of this month before steadily increasing flights further. The number of flights linking Incheon with Beijing, Shanghai, Qingdao, and Yangji are set to see an increase this month. Amid speculation that South Korea and Japan may soon reach an agreement on the long-disputed compensation for Korean victims of Japan's wartime forced labor, sources confirm that the national security offices from the two sides are helping to speed up the process consulting on the matter. An unnamed official from the South Korean presidential office told Yonhap News Agency on Friday that in addition to their diplomatic channels, sufficient strategic consultation is underway between the two sides' national security offices. Tokyo remains opposed, however, to Seoul's proposal for a foundation under the Interior Ministry to collect donations from businesses in both countries for compensation 
including the Japanese firms ordered by the South Korean top court to pay the indemnities. Prime Minister Han Duk-soo said South Korea has yet to decide on sending lethal weapons to Ukraine despite calls by the war-ravaged country for heavy weaponry from Seoul. In an interview with CNN's Quest Means Business on Friday, Han was asked about the matter, to which he said, not now, I think, before mentioning Seoul's pledge to expand financial support to Ukraine by $130 million this year, primarily for power generation. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 4.22 points, or 0.17% on Friday, to close the week at 2,432.07. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also rose, gaining 15.23 points, or 1.93%, to close at 802.42. On the foreign exchange, the local currency strengthened 14.1 against the U.S. dollar, closing at 1,301.61. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. I'm Tom McCarthy.